Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bit Effect. Today, it's part two of Near, where Craig is very tired. With me to discuss all the story spoilery bits of Near Aw Tomatoes is Craig. Hi, Dave. See, very tired. This is very tired. <laughs> and it's even been a week since the last time we recorded. So he's been tired all week. Mike! Hello. Uh. Mike's just grumpy, evidently. So, uh, if you haven't listened to part one, yeah, you probably should. We explained that this is the spoiler cast, so you have been warned. Let it be on your head. Alright, gentlemen, so... Last time we talked, we were talking about the Heartless and how they create nobodies when you become a Heartless, and the nobodies are... <sighs> oh, this God. is near. So, uh, how, what's the best way to crack into this, guys? All right, let, you know what? Let's talk to be. Or not to Nobody be. Nobody say that. I, oh, I knew it was coming. Oh, Alright, no. so, when you boot up the game, you start as the character 2B. Now, before we get into the story bits, I didn't want to do this last time because I think it's kind of a spoiler. The way this game works, Mike, you're a near man. Mm -hmm. Explain how it works with the different protagonists. Um, <laughs> thank you for asking me that question, David. <laughs> oh, no problem, sir. Uh... Yeah, so in short, basically, what quite frequently happens is you'll get the events and then it'll change to the perspective of someone else, yet in some circles you may end up playing, say, five cycles of the game, but it might be that only one or two or maybe even three or let's say two and a half might actually be unique specifically to, to the game, but you might need five cycles of playing the game where say the first time you might play as one character the second you might play as a second character now the third time you might play as a third then you might have cycles where you go back and, and get a different perspective on something else from other characters things, things to that effect um, so it can be an odd one because I, I don't think there's a single person out there who picked up this game not knowing already that there'd be at least two or three playthroughs to complete it uh, and it's I always find it a bit irritating when people say, oh, but I bet a lot of people just complete it the first time and then see the credits and then end it. And I don't think that's the case. Anyone who's going to buy this game has to be a bit of, a, a bit of an oddball. And will Not to mention, it that. leaves it with hooks to, so you yeah. hit the next thing. It's not like a secret... Yeah, yeah you do get net, you know, um, to be continued. That's and it. it's really Ooh. short. Yeah. Uh, really quick, let's take a moment. And Mike... Don't say a damn word. But I almost what? dropped the cat out of the bag when it came to Symphony of the Night. I almost said it's not like a Symphony of the Night kind of... Because Craig doesn't know what that is. I don't... Yeah, oh. I don't know what this... Whatever oh, no, this no, no, is... No, 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 no. I don't know what it and is. I will was, kill was... any man who spoils it for Craig. Yeah, apologies. I was referring to the just the, the healing... The healing cloud. Oh, no, no, no. Puzzle. I mean, I almost dropped it out of the bag. Like, I almost went, it's Ooh. not a secret like Castlevania's. Mm. 
So that was the one okay. for me. But I figured it'd be fun to to know that Craig has no idea what's coming. Yeah, and we're playing that next. So yes. let's keep let's keep that stum. I think really after Symphony of the Night, every game should have a, a naked mode. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if they put that sort of effort into every game, then Nude Raider was my favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so yeah that's another thing that i found really weird is i didn't play like i said i only got to like play through two but even i'm doing it here they really shouldn't be called playthroughs because they're not mm. they're almost character select it's almost like a leon and claire kind of thing i, I i'm in two minds of this because i can totally see where you're coming from and maybe instead of the end credits rolling it could have just went into Act 2, 9S playthrough. But I think by ending the game there, you're ending your story from the perspective of 2B. When you start up as 9S, you're back at the start. I think it fits more into the theme of the game, ending it on the credits, than it would just let me play through three of them back to back. Okay, now see, I disagree. I think the whole ending thing is dumb. Oh, because, well, I mean, this is just my opinion, man. It doesn't invalidate yours. But, like, everybody who knew Nier knew this was going to happen, like Mike said. So doing it again feels kind of stale. I mean, what I did like, and I think they should have done more of, is later on in the game where you get the choice where the two pods are talking to each other. And they're like, who do you want to monitor? 9S or A2? Uh-huh. I think that would have been great. You finish as 2B and then you get a little exchange and they go, okay, who should we monitor? Rather than, oh, you finish the first half of the game, go ahead and go through everything again with the second half. You know, I don't like that he went to the same old trick because that was what made near the first one very cool. See, I hadn't experienced that. So this, this is new. The same way as the whole Platinum, this is an oddball Platinum game compared to any fun. This is... That I'm I'm in here blind, so it didn't. It, I knew you yeah, had so to do I, playthroughs, but I didn't know that the credits were going to roll. And I was when I hit me, when I hit back at the main menu, I was like, "Well, I know there's another playthrough, but how the hell do I start it? I've must have missed a bit of dialogue or something." So it's like <laughs> trying to figure out that. Um, I like I liked it. I liked it. Well, yeah, like like now that I once I figured that. Like, I guess you're experiencing what other people experience with the first one, so you're going to see it in the same light that we see the first one. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I don't, I wonder, would, well, Craig, you're a walking example of people that would play this game but not play the first, or haven't played the first. So, yeah, maybe, maybe that's just me being crotchety and grumpy because uh, I've already seen it. No, I don't think, because if they did, like, uh, I'm trying to think of something else with a twist or a hook like that. Uh, even in film, if you get a sequel and it does the same thing, it really does detract from. It. I totally appreciate that because it's a bit, it's a bit lazy, lazy. Yeah, like mm. what if you did Sixth Sense too, and it was the same exact hook? Yeah, yeah. Um, what I think, like, what impressed me was uh, there's a part in the game where you talk to Pascal. And then you end up playing as Pascal for a bit. And you're like, oh, that might have been a fun way to do it. Is if you talk to a certain NPC at a certain time, you take their branch. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I don't that. I don't know. Speaking of I playing as... Uh, on you go, Mike. Oh, 
was, well, yeah, um, this is probably going to be the same thing you were about to say, but the, the best troll that this game does really is, if I remember right, when you do start your uh, 9S playthrough, you actually just appear as a robot. That's exactly, <laughs> exactly With what I was <laughs> and, and that caught me off guard. I was thinking, oh, well, obviously I'm going to play as 9S now. And then when, when that happens, it's like, oh, my word, they've really, they've really thrown, you know. That's, I thought that's you were going to the... play with that for a couple hours. I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to jump everywhere. <laughs> this is terrible. I know. I know. But it, it was quite funny. And, you know, I think it's quite knowing that they, you know, they know they're taking a few pages out of their own book really but but they thought you know they they do and, and the thing is all these bits that they're, they're quite well well presented so it's it's like you're not you're not getting a any less experience from the fact that they're you know recycling recycling ideas i at that point the 9s playthrough was the first accidental alternative ending i got where instead of going down to my jump pack suit thing I ran off in the wrong direction on by accident. I didn't mean to. <laughs> and it's it, a wee dialogue thing came up saying 9S abandoned this to go and pursue his knowledge of robots and research or something. <laughs> Fast forward oh, the credits. No. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. but it's, it's, it's pretty cool because successive playthroughs, they, they bring about all sorts of things. You know, you, in the first playthrough, you come across all sorts of locked doors and you know, crazy, crazy rooms. Those and chests, I think, were the big ones until. for me. The hack chests. Yeah, yeah. It drove me no, nuts the entire time. I was like, why can't I open you? I think it was unnecessary. <laughs> I th- Like, that whole thing, I, I didn't like. I think they did well enough with 9S's hacking in terms of hacking the enemy. I didn't think that... I, don't, I, I didn't like the chests at all. I thought it was pointless having lock chests because I memorized where they were because I thought at some point I'll get an ability or be able to get in there with a key or whatever and you get in and it's just like it's just normal items it's not even anything great yeah I was gonna say and if mm. you're doing well enough you don't need what's in those yeah, chests there yeah. is one or two that have a weapon in it but you know it's like eight out of nine times you're getting attack up three mm-hmm. you're like I already have attack up three yeah um <laughs> Uh, let's let's talk for a second about the hacking with 9S. I think he was the weakest of the playthroughs for me because while hacking is fun, doing it in every combat encounter got old kind of fast for me. Yeah, I'll agree. I agree. It's it what especially when you're doing the exact same ones so many times as well. Yeah, I I found myself for the the lower enemies just not bothering and and just hacking the the, the bigger enemies because then the, yeah. the maps become more complex in the minigame it's a wee bit more fun uh, uh, I mean it makes sense story wise how he's mm-hmm. not made for combat that's what he's made for so I enjoyed the fact that it made sense but maybe they should have had less combat encounters with 9S because huh. like the bosses the hacking the bosses was fun like the uh, opera lady like oh, that, yeah. that was a good that was a good hack right there but Hacking your your uh, I don't know what they call they're like the big robots with propeller arms um, for like the fifth or sixth time it's like yeah I'll just skip this but then two B is fighting you're like all right fine okay so big overview of this so aliens because they're a thing invade Earth with a machine army the machine army 
generally wipes out all of humanity. There is a small contingent of humanity that managed to make it to the moon. I'm starting to feel really stupid. <laughs> humanity then sends back a small army of androids. Now, these androids, their job is to wipe out all the machine threat on Earth and make it safe for humanity to come back. There. So, that's your knowledge as you go into this. It doesn't really explain the whole there are actually aliens thing until a little bit later on, but it's something that doesn't really yeah. matter much. That's What you've said there gives you your the reason why you're running about on Earth hitting robots. Which, we should state, doesn't look like Earth at all. Uh, it is very much a, it's beyond Fallout level devastation. I mean, it's just crumbling to dust. Well, it wasn't that much until a big bloody colossus fell through the, the middle of the map. <laughs> <laughs> so, the general story arc for 2B is you're you're on your mission to wipe out all machine life, which... They tell you one thing of, like, the machines, and 9S is the same way. The machines are emotionless. They don't have independent thought. They can't reason. That kind of thing. Slowly as you're progressing through the game, you really start to realize that, hey, something's a little hinky here because these things are not acting like machines. I would say the first big, like, kind of, whoa, your eyebrow raise moment is, uh, do you guys remember where the first time you meet uh, is it Adam? Or is it Eve who's first? I think it's Adam. And you walk oh. into that Oh, crater. and the, the robot's rocking the baby, and it's creepy as anything. And the rest are humping? Yeah. I think so. Although, I didn't actually spot all of that. Maybe that's been patched out. But when I played it recently, I didn't see as much going on in that scene as I remember originally. Oh, there was oh, definitely. No, I, it was a good 30, 40 seconds of it showing robots just mimicking human hmm. sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. All right. Get, getting jiggy. As, as mm. They were getting... I mean, some of it looked like a hurt. I mean, they were not being very tender to their partners. They were just ramming. No, I don't think I, I don't, would like a robot for a lover. No, no. I, I don't either. Not one of those. Uh, but... So anyway, you stumble across this scene and it's it's robots saying what they have been trying to pass off as gibberish of like, I'm scared, don't kill me. You know, things like that, which are normal human things when you have some lady with an android crotch and a giant sword staring at you. So once you just, just destroy the whole lot of them, they all get into this weird cocoony ball type thing and out uh, what looks to be like a human at first. And yeah. it turns out the machines have learned to make androids that are like you. Uh, first off, were you guys expecting a dingus? I was expecting a dingus. I was. I was a bit disappointed. Uh, I have to yeah. admit, the amount of times they panned, panned the head over the crotch area, I thought, there's no need for that, really. There's there's nothing there. So uh, we're, not, we're not concealing anything with your awesome directorial skills here. Yeah, they didn't really Austin Powers it very well. <laughs> no. But but yeah, it is it is we I, now I don't know if that's like Mr. Taro trying to say something about it with his constant pans to Ken Crotch. I don't know. 
But it is weird how many times they, they make sure that crotch is in full focus at nothing. I mean, we could have even got more butt shots. We didn't even get very many butt shots. I mean, you know, at least it's a butt. Anyway, I think that I think the weirdest point about this is then that another another body comes out of him when you think he's dead. Just oh which is yes, quite, you're right. Quite a quite a freaky sight. Um. And that that introduces the game's semi main protagonists, Adam and Eve, two brothers, who later on did you catch the conversation at the dinner table and Eve is reading a book and he's like eh, it says here Eve is a girl's name why am I called Eve <laughs> and he's like you're the Adam's like you're stuck with the name you've been given so you're just gonna have to deal with it essentially yeah and the other conversation about why are we wearing pants we don't yeah. have anything uh, exactly yeah, yeah. And see, I, I was hoping over the course of the game they would flesh those guys out more, but they mm-hmm. really don't. They're really meant for the mic drop moment, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they could have done more. that's kind of interesting. I, to be honest, oh, damn it, I said to be. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that they were going to be a second playthrough. I mm. thought you were going to play as one uh... side, then play as the other. Didn't work out that way. But that whole that whole crater scene is basically your big knock on your forehead and say, hey, things aren't exactly what they look like. Yeah. And then I guess the second one would be Pascal. Pascal, right? yeah. Mm. And I, I wish they would have done more with this whole you've actually been lied to for most of your training and your experience. But they really don't. Like, 2B goes from I hate machines to... Oh, hey, this one's kind of nice. Very, very quickly. Yeah. I think 9S, they actually do it better that way because most of the game, he's just, whatever, I'll kill you. Yeah. It's it's funny as well because all of this was happening and I knew it was all happening and I could see it was all happening. The thought that that concept of being lied to by your superior didn't hit me until you fight A2 and she says it at the end of that battle. It's not me that's been lying to you it's them uh, and i was like oh shit how did i miss that <laughs> <laughs> uh can we talk about pascal for a second i sure. i love pascal i'll talk i'll talk about him for the next hour if you want <laughs> all right uh first of all so the themes of this game are very 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 tricky to pull because i'll probably pull something completely different than you craig or you mike but I think that the game is essentially about Pascal. Because what he... Wait, or is it a she? It's a she, but with a modulated voice, so it doesn't really matter too much. But anyway, what she goes through, her like arc, is kind of what the whole game is in a larger focus. Right? Because she goes through the whole... She first attacked humans, then becomes peaceful. Wants to live alone. Then something happens and ruins it. Then she flips to berserk mode. And then at the end, after she's killed everybody, and big spoilers, by the way, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants to have her memory taken away. Yeah. Speaking of, what did you guys do? Oh, I absolutely not Like, this was the single moment where I got man 
tear teary and a bit it got got me right in the gut because I erased the memory and as you play the hacking mini game, shooting the nodes to erase the memory, Pascal's oh, yeah. talking about the memories and there's flashback kind of thoughts of what and I was absolute I was like holy shit, I can't deal with this because just before that moment, um you're outside the building fighting fighting away um, waves and waves of enemies you return to the safe haven place where all the kid robots were and they've all killed themselves so you've got all the kid robots killing themselves I'm like holy shit and Pascal blames him or herself because he taught them fear and can't go on and I thought the only thing to do here is to erase his memory and it was one of those things where, like, you could kill him. You can, you can actually leave him at that point. And That's ridiculous, right? What kind of cold-hearted monster? <laughs> uh, yeah. And and if you try to leave him, he does start saying, "Where are you going?" Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I am. I'm erasing you because I can't kill you, Pascal. And then you run into her later. Yep. And, and ah, that a, that is a gut punch. A shop vendor selling the cores of the suicided children that you've raised them with. Honestly, holy crap! Whole that, oh uh, uh, yeah. Just, just when 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 you're to uh, go back a little bit when you're outside fighting and she's like, "Hold on, I got this." Mm-hmm. And then she turns. Then she takes control of the Goliath and then just goes bonkers. Yeah. On the waves of people, it was like, "Oh, you're not coming back from this, are you, buddy?" Yeah. Oh, you crossed the line. Uh, but yeah, so so that whole thing, that whole arc right there, is basically the theme of the game. At least what I picked up of. She's gonna end up repeating the same cycle. Yep. Because she went back to the village and says, "Hey, this is a nice place to live." And then you're like, oh, it's going to happen again. Which is the same thing that happens over and over and over again with 2B, 9S, and A2. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I, I think it's... Did she have the line once she... Uh, which we should talk about when she strangles 9S. She's like, it always ends this way. Yeah, it always ends this way. Like, shit. Shit. <laughs> that, was, that was a gut punch. It was like, huh. Okay. And then at the end, you have the pods talking about, should we do this again? knowing what we know, and they're like, well, there's always hope mm-hmm. that it'll change. I think Pascal is like MVP of this game. Anyway, Mike, did you kill or erase Pascal's memory? <clears throat> well, <laughs> as as your resident no-brainer, I did not absorb anywhere near as much information from all these encounters as you guys did. Um but yeah, the character did completely stick out to me, and I chose to kill her. Ah, oh, you monster! <laughs> I'm a Oof. yeah, I'm a monster. Um, but you know, you know, no, I remember back in uh, the day, Mike. I was called hmm? a monster for killing a little sister, but you, <laughs> you murdered Pascal in cold blood. That makes you history's greatest monster. Kind of, kind of. Well, that, no, the story did resonate with me. It's just I don't think I took as much on board from it. I didn't absorb as much information from from all of this. Um, I sort of faintly remember that there's there's quite a number of flashback scenes, isn't there? From, yeah, there is quite a bit from all and the teachings and a lot of. If, if I remember right, there are even side missions which kind of relate to that whole teaching and. 
Yeah, you got to get her book on philosophy, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, listener, just so you know, Mike is sick. He's not just got done crying because he killed Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> I the the thing that that struck me about this story was a lot of it did resonate, but there's there's so much to it, but not a lot of it's deep. That's why the Pascal thing sticks out so much because there's lots of tiny wee bits you pick up on like a b to b to b is there to keep an eye on 9s because 9s is more advanced and smart enough to figure out the twist at the end which i hopefully remembered to cut out from earlier <laughs> um so if 9s can figure it out so 2b is there to kill 9s anytime he comes close to figuring out the secret and he'll regenerate and i thought that was really interesting but it didn't really go anywhere other than the fact that there was the twist at the end and there was lots of wee mini quite powerful impactful story things that just didn't quite uh, feed in sorry pin it right there for a sec no no yeah. no no, no, no. I, I think you have an amazing point so the story if you took the story and told it linearly like it began in the galaxy far far away and then the aliens came that kind of thing yep this story is not very good. No. It's the fact that they tell it in such a David Lynch flashback heavy side pan way that you actually have to piece together that makes this story more interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. The emotional hits still hit yep. hard. But the because a lot of the because when I thought about it linearly. The story doesn't make much sense because, like, you have 2B who is there to stop a 9S if mm-hmm. he figures it out. That means 2B knows 9S will figure it out, which means she knows. And if if you go back to the very, very start of the game as well, I was I was playing it with subtitles, obviously, with the, the Japanese dub, but the, there are points where even in the very initial encounters of the game, there's, like, what 9S says, then what? 2B says can be very slightly different just with a few dot dot dots in the middle just to show there's like a pondering from her instead of him that he's kind of you know is naive to the fact and yet you know there's yeah, a bit of, sort yeah. of resistance there and stuff but you, I only picked that up because I was watching the subtitles on it it was like a uh, uh, yeah well, and, and the other thing that I'm curious about is so the commander knows the truth yeah yes hmm She's the one that tells 9S, yes, you're right. But if all the humans are dead, being beings of logic, why would they care? Like, oh, we don't have to do this anymore. It's to no purpose. Hmm. Now, I get it. I get it that the androids are just a facsimile of humans in terms of their emotionality, mm-hmm. their illogical thought. things like they're, they're supposed to represent humans. I think it might have worked a little better if not everybody was androids. Because <laughs> with androids comes that, oh, that doesn't make logical sense. A computer would not do that. Whereas with the machines, that makes sense because they're learning machines, right? They learn from experience and being taught things. Mm-hmm. But some of, some of the things didn't quite click in terms of, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know something? You're hitting... On something, I've hit on something. I think that between the two of us, 
we can probably say if the story isn't that great, but in in a logical sense and it's laid out, but figuring it out is kind of satisfying to me. Oh yeah, figuring it out is fun. Yeah, the figuring out is fun. The it doesn't make sense in a linear way too much, and it doesn't go too deep in places. It goes deep in other places. Where does that leave us? Because I'm now confused. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I I have thought about this, Craig. Good. And I can't say I'm smart about this, but I've thought about it. This leaves me in. Well, okay. Here's a great example. It's like Yakuza. The story in Near is pretty surface level, just like Yakuza. Mm-hmm. All right. But just like Yakuza, the story is about the emotions behind it. It doesn't matter that this one aspect is dumb because what emotions it causes you to feel mm-hmm. are well worth going through. Okay. So I understand that he might be going for a more emotional story than a story that makes sense. Yes. Like, I think a, um, oh, go ahead. A great fact to take home about it is I, I, may, I may play dumb on it and saying that you know maybe I didn't fully understand some parts of the story, things like that. But... On a base level, you know, I I felt parts of the story. You know, mm-hmm. I felt emotionally oh, yeah. attached to it, and it, it you know it doesn't have the expectation that you need to, you know, be a be very knowledgeable about every aspect of the story. Just to you know, because it works on all different levels. It works on the music level. It works on the animation level. It works on all kind of visual levels as well as the actual you know meat meat of the story. Oh, you're absolutely right. Like, here's a good example, right? Uh, I'll give you two actually. So the if you play through the game, you're not paying attention to like what what the little little tip offs that they do, what people say, what you can read, and you just play through B two story or two B. Okay, not to you be. play through her story. Oh my gosh! You get to the end, and once Nine S gets infected and she's sitting there just strangling the shit out of them, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you understood this whole alien human nonsense. It hits yeah. you just mm-hmm. on that level of holy crap. Uh, same thing goes for the Devil and Popola. You yeah. don't need to know they're actually the reason humanity is wiped out. You don't need to know that. You just know they're atone. They're programmed to atone for something, and then that what happens at the spire. It still hits you at an emotional level, whether or not you know everything behind it. I didn't so, know that until I, now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 kind of the reason humanity went poof. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They're actually the, um, uh, the or- original as well. Yes, yes they I, are. I knew mm-hmm. they were in the original just from reading, but I hadn't quite clicked. Mm. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with like that uh, that text mini game, yeah. which is uh, we didn't mention it last time because it might have been a little spoiler, but it does the text adventure thing again that it did from the first one. So, and it's mostly about Devil and Popola. Um, and then there's some other side stuff you can read, but uh, overall, it's not a like I don't think I could dismiss this and say it's a dumb story. It doesn't matter, kind of like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> but like because I felt genuine emotional when some of these scenes hit, even though. You know, on the surface, if you look at it, you're like, okay, yeah, that's a that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like like the, when the machine village, when they go bonkers and just start eating each other. Oh my god, yeah. And Pascal is just 
freaking out. There's a couple times I wanted to slap A2 and be like, no, 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 she's she's good. You should help her. Don't don't be an asshole. A2, A2 changes pretty quickly from I'm not helping anyone, I'm just doing my thing to all right, Pascal, I'll go on this fetch quest for you. Yeah, yeah, that that's another kind of weird 180. Mm-hmm. Which I'm fine with because, you know, Pascal, robot of the year. Oh, yeah. Poor Pascal. But yes, all right, so the big trick, Mike, the big trick. Uh, can you preface this first by saying what the big trick was in the first near? Yeah, so you find out as, um, well, depending upon which region you play the game in, but in, in the European version, of course, it was, you know, you're the dad, you've got the daughter, and the you get version. to a point where you're able to save your daughter's life in the instance that you sacrifice all of your memories of the events and pretty much just end yourself. <laughs> and that includes, of course, the, the beautiful thing of, of wiping not only your save data, but um, every bit of progress you've done with no option of returning, which can be quite a feat once you've spent a good solid 40, 50 hours in the game. And uh, to Farming ask anyone carrots. that. <laughs> yeah, that's too. But uh, to ask anyone to do that in any other game would probably be a sin. So what happens in near Automata? Well, hold on. Uh, in case you didn't play the first one, this was before a time where you could cloud save, cheat it? E- kind of. No, actually, no. There is a way of saving your is there uh, save data to Xbox Live, and then yeah, yeah. There is a way because oh, I've still got the... one or two things to be able to to run like for two hours on a bore or something to that effect. I've still got an achievement or two to mop up. Oh, see, I'm a dirty rotten liar. You should never listen to me, ever. Um, and, and yeah, I remember back back when that was a thing. That was the thing that Nier was famous for. Was the oh my gosh, it asks you to do this. And so for returning players, you're looking at Automata sideways, going, "All right, what are you gonna do?" Yeah. So in Nier Automata, um, let's say you've spent. £350 on the brand new PS4 Pro, what happens at the very end is it disables your graphics card inside the PlayStation unit from ever working again, which means you have to play all games in software mode at two frames per second, which can be quite devastating, especially if you've invested in a 4K TV, HDR, Very daring on the developer's end. Yeah. No, it does the exact same thing. (laughs) I I think it does it in a better way, though. I think it does too. I think it does too because this time there's a lot more community to it in a way. All those features of community you've seen sort of glimpsed throughout the entire game sort of come alive in this point and I think it really uh, really makes it feel special, especially as, as an ending for a game which has had multiple endings already. It does outdo itself and I think it, it does it quite spectacularly. We were, we were talking about Tetris Effect the other day Um in fact, today it was, but you know, there's uh, that synesthesia sort of thing that kind of 
that's that's kind of the feeling I get about this at this end end piece too. You know, I think you know. I it also leads like that a lot. I also like how on the lead up it drops all pretense of it being a game and is like, all right, player, do you really want to yeah. do this? Yeah. What if you end up? So what happens is you are sacrificing your save data to help other people in this incredibly hard shooter section. So it's like the hacking minigame, except more of a standard shmup. Which, by the way, I found out if you're offline, you get no help. Oh. Which means you have to clear it by yourself. Ucha. Without Ooh. any difficulty yeah. adjustment. I, I didn't read about any difficulty adjustment. Everybody was just saying, make sure you Ooh. play it online. Yeah. And so in this ever-increasing difficulty shmup, which it's not like you're shooting ships, you're shooting the credits, kind of like Smash Brothers, like Craig said. So you will die at some point. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you die, a little message will flash on the screen, and it might say, don't give up. We've all been there. You know, carry on. And then it'll say a little country where it's from, like Brazil. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's cool. Somebody from Brazil is like, go Dave. Yeah. Yay. And then you, you keep playing and you die again and more quotes show up. You do this, what, five times, I think, you die? I think so. I think so. I only died once. No. <laughs> I was going to say, you are a dirty rotten liar. I deserve video proof for that one. Um, so when you die enough times, it asks, do you want help? And you're like, sure. So you take the help and your ship is now surrounded by about six to seven other ships. And you're shooting massive amounts of lasers. No way you can lose this. So let's say you get hit then. A little little thing on the side of the screen says, you know, um, Craig Patterson just sacrificed his save data. Or, you know, Alfred Molina just surname now into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you get hit, it shows a player that sacrificed the save data for you to make it to the end. Mm. And that is a very cool moment when you realize that. Mm-hmm. And once you finish yeah, it, go ahead. It caught me blind when I when I first played it. I I had not a, not a single clue. It wasn't you know it wasn't public knowledge by any stretch at this point. And I was like I was just curiously thinking, what are these things? And I mean, I, th- I think when I actually played it, there were only genuinely like one or two real people, and it was like you know putting artificial things in there in the rotation that, just to that's always out. my thing right it's like are these real people yeah or are but they no no they they genuinely are now but it's just at the time i'm not sure many people had actually completed the game just yet so i think a few of them were popping up in japanese only on me as well so because i think it was released a little bit earlier in japan yeah i, had, I, I still I had, had a few, few uh show up in yeah. kanji yeah mm-hmm so it was a bit odd, and I was thinking, no, hang on, I've not got Japanese subtitles set up here. What's what's or Japanese text for anything? So why am I suddenly seeing it at this point? But uh, it did slowly start clicking. Yeah. Do you know? I had a moment when this was happening, the same moment that happened. How many years ago? Like two years ago now, with No Man's Sky, where you were supposed to be in the one universe, and the other players were there. And then it was proven that they just lied, and it wasn't at all intertwined. And I was, I was playing this thinking, they, this is all made up, isn't it? I'm going to delete my save, and no one's going to be saved by it. I was 
proper I still deleted my save and I didn't have the foresight to back it up to the cloud so it's gone <laughs> um, but I did have that niggling I wonder I wonder if it's re- I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident it's real it's not it's not a hmm. faked I, I would imagine what it, I would imagine there's got to be some place where it saves like how many people did it so even if nobody beats it for another year people will still show up because yeah. it's been saved that this many people I would imagine that's how it works yeah but anyway so you get to the end and you finish it and you get to see that final uh, I guess end credit scene mm-hmm and then a little prompt that shows up and says, you know, player, would you like to sacrifice, like, everything of who you are for to the chance to help a stranger? And you being a bro, you're like, yeah. Oh, Game. hell no. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is I not said. only history's greatest monster, he is not a bro. <laughs> I I didn't trust the... Uh, I, I Well, I trusted it a bit too much, and I thought... I'm not sacrificing this game. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> so I, of course, stealthily went out, made sure that I went straight back to the, the dashboard, made a copy of my PS Plus uh, save, just so I could retrieve it later if anything went drastically wrong at that point. Tisk tisk, Mike. And it does... And it, it goes to... Oh, sorry. And then I did it. Then I did it later. I deleted my save game and then brought it back about 10 minutes later. But there's no sacrifice there, Mike. <sighs> Well, I the the nicest touch here is it opens up the system menu. As I said in the last episode, it's all ingrained in the game. It opens up the system menu. It goes to your saves. It deletes your saves one at a time. And you're like, oh crap! It's actually oh, doing it deletes it. all your weapons, all your items, uh, all one at a time. And you're like, oh, oh, this is painful to watch. All that work disappear it's fantastic i really i i it blew me away to be honest um i, I do like that little thing it does beforehand where the pod's talking and it's like what if you end up helping somebody you really don't like i know yeah you still want to do this it's like that's a good touch doing your best to, it's doing its best to to convince you not to it's funny yeah i think i think the this isn't an ending that can save a game but this is an ending that really hammers home what's special about a game. Mm-hmm. And of course, that, that special intro screen that you get after. And if you've got a PS Plus save backed up, you get the intro screen plus your world save data. Because <laughs> you're history's greatest monster. <laughs> hey, did you back up your save, Dave? Nope. I, I went oh. in and I was like, I was like, I know what's coming. We're mm-hmm. going to do it for the glory of mankind. And uh, the cool thing is, is if you do delete your save, you get to leave a a semi-personalized message for whoever it goes out to. Uh, Think like a Dark Souls messaging system where you're you're using phrases and predetermined phrases, I should say, to make a full sentence. It's it's very, very cool, and it supports the theme of the game very well. Uh, Well, guys, I I think it's about time we, we give the old final, final thoughts. Unless you have something else you guys want to touch on really quick. Uh, just out of curiosity, at the end of A2, where you're fighting 9S, who did who did you choose? Who did you play as? Well, uh, really quick. the uh, So 9S goes bonkers fast. Oh, very like He fast. just loses it. Uh, so I was not in Camp 9S at that point. 
I was in Camp A2, even though I think I prefer 2B to A2, even though there's a little bit of story tomfoolery that goes on there. Uh, I went Camp A2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He couldn't sway me with his boy shorts. Yeah. The thing that frustrated me about that whole scenario, the 9S is gunning for A2 because he firmly believes he saw A2 stab 9S. Now, A2 did stab 9S, but 9S was infected and, you know, was basically saying, you know, come on, stab me to A2. So A2 does it out of the kindness of her heart and a bit of compassion and all that. So I don't, it just boggles me how A2 didn't say, look, 9S... 2B was totally and utterly she was fucked, so I had to do it. She she asked me to do it. That's well, how, you the know, fact that her, he pops her arm on, gets infected by it, yeah, and it still doesn't click. <laughs> yep, it's yeah, poor guy. But then again, most video games could be explained by just two people sitting down and talking out their differences. So. Really, really, really could. Yeah. All right, so Craig, give give us your your final. Oh, Final thoughts, my final thoughts. I, I had an absolute blast playing this. Um, it's a pleasure to play, just to like have in your hand and run about, as we said in the last episode. Um, I really liked the story. I liked piecing it together. I was very satisfied with what I got from it, which isn't too deep, but it's deep enough that I, I just, it just got me in all the right places. I didn't quite like the forced emotion at points, but for the most part, it worked. Everything worked on me, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would recommend anyone play it. And Ian, if you're listening, flipping play it. All right, he's played like nine hey, hours on, of. Ian. He's played like nine hours, or not even nine hours of it, and he's like, oh, "I'm not too sure about this." Like, what are you not too sure about? Come on, man, play it. Ian, you got to do it, man. Yeah, you if you to. you don't want to be like Mike. <laughs> be history's greatest monster. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, what can I say? It's still. I'm sorry. Solid. <laughs> oh well, that too, too. But um, I still really enjoy Neurothometer. I'm surprised it's a. Uh, Surprised the PS4 Pro patch isn't as strong as I thought it might be because it's still a bit janky in places, to be honest. Um, but overall, yeah, I think I think the the one thing that stuck with me all the time is, is what I wasn't as fully aware of until Dave's hammered it into me on this podcast, which is that yeah, it's quite emotional and it can get to you, and you know, everything can be quite sincere about it. I think it it does kind of conflict a bit with platinum as a whole um and i'd certainly say there's better platinum games to play but um you know i very good very good not not necessarily a classic but extremely good and it's more than got its own identity it's more than got its own you know its own high high points that i think most people should uh should experience all right so i'm gonna put on my stupid you know guy who thinks he's smart puts on his intellectual hat but it's actually pretty dumb hat uh, so trying to explain how you feel about this game is kind of trying to explain to somebody why you like a certain painting or a piece of music speaks to you you know it, it is a little hard because this is definitely more than a sum of its parts 
Like, the first one, first Nier, uh, it's full of jank. It's full of terrible game design decisions. It's, it's, it's a mess. But the story saves it. In this, the, there are some game design problems that are there. It's not near the amount of mess, and the story saves it. There isn't much to save, but the story makes it worthwhile. And Mike said something that was really important right there. He said the word sincere, which I got in, like, spades from this game. This game is incredibly sincere, especially in the ending. And you could be, I guess, as in, is in fashion now, you could be kind of a... I'm above it all. This story doesn't make sense. Oh, look, you can tell they're trying to make me feel bad with this scene. You know, looking at the strings behind the puppets. But there's something to be said for letting it go and just going along for the ride. See that a lot in horror games. Where it's like, I don't want to be scared by this game. Pfft, that's not scary. But if you, you inject a little bit of yourself into it and go along for the ride, you end up coming out with a great experience. Now, now this being said... I don't like this game very much. <laughs> I, I will never touch this game again. Uh, the combat, I thought, was too simplistic. Getting around the world was just a giant pain in the nerds. It was just not a fun time. Except for the experience the story gave me. And I think it's well worth it, even if you don't click with it, Ian, to go through <laughs> and finish it all, just to put yourself along that ride. This will never make Game of the Year for me, but it will be an experience I will never forget having. And that's the best way I can put near Aw Tomatoes. That was beautiful. Well, thank you. I'll sell it to you. We can just re-record this and you can say that. We don't need to re-record that. I'll just cut you out and I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... If you have played this and you think we're looking at this game all wrong, or, you know, maybe we're just a bunch of dum-dum heads, or, you know, to use a, uh, I forgot his name, Craig, LucasArts guy. Tim Schafer. There we go. Okay, to use a Tim Schaferism, if you think we're just a bunch of tuna heads, then let us know. We have a contact form where you can write in about the game, and even though this episode has come out, we will still read it, and we may do an episode full of feedback if we get enough. But rest assured, your interpretation or what you feel about the game will be read. Uh, up next, we kind of spoiled it, but uh, Craig. Yes. Tell them what's next. Oh, the next big game we have got is Symphony of the Night. Overkill. No, it's not Overkill. It's just Symphony. It's Castlevania. Symphony of the Night. Courtesy of Ian, who picked it and is making us play hey, it. Yeah, you know what? If you're <laughs> making us play that, Ian, which, I mean, all power to you, it's an amazing game. But if we're going to play that, you can at least finish near, man. Other than that, we've got a few retro rewinds in between then and now, including Lethal Enforcers and Snatcher, which I haven't played yet. I'm really looking forward to playing that. Oh, me too. Yep. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you have any thoughts on Symphony of the Night, Snatcher, Lethal Enforcers, whatever, uh, make sure you hit us up on the contact form and let us know. Um, all right. Um, well, I think that does it. Thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time for the glory of mankind. Become as gods. Yep. See ya.
Wait, wait, wait. I say for the glory of mankind. Mike says become as gods. You say yup. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna shout it loud 
even if I would sing me the last Like I'm carrying the weight of the world I wish that some way, somehow That I could save every one of us But the truth is Thank you.